Hello friends and parasocial relationships. I am Hannah Harkness and this is my lazy memoir podcast, I Haven't Heard That Name in Years, wherein I go back through my past and interview people because I uh, have ADHD and a bad memory, but everyone is always demanding memoir type stuff from me. So we're going on a little journey through time, talking to a bunch of people from early childhood to present. I'm just going to do this until I'm done. So uh, the episode today, we're going to be talking about elementary school. The first three episodes, we talk about my early childhood with my mom, my dad, and my older brother. And now we are at Overlook Elementary School in Abington, Pennsylvania, uh, because last time we covered Montessori school and preschool at length, so we don't need to cover elementary school. Uh, so what was elementary school like for me? I think, you know, it's it's weird that I make this jump this fast when I talk about elementary school, but I think that this is when I really started to realize that uh, gender wasn't what it was supposed to be, or, you know, like you're presented a pretty strong reality about gender at the outset, and while I'm not non-binary, I'm definitely cis, at an early age, I started to realize that the way people separated themselves, their reasons didn't make a lot of sense. Like, I have a really early memory of when I was, I'm going to say, like, seven or something. I, I forget what playground I was at. I was visiting a cousin. Uh, but I go to this playground and I see all of these guys playing. Um, and it's super cold outside. Um, there's no girls around or anything. So I decided, you know, maybe the boys will let me play with them if they don't know that I'm a girl. So I actually put on a ski mask like a little weirdo, um, but it was cold enough out that there were actually some other kids there in ski masks. Um, but I got to experience being treated as a guy in like a playground social situation for a little bit and then doing a, a nice dramatic Mulan reveal of my seven-year-old brown bob cut and the collective gasp of you're a girl and, and you know do you have any idea what <laughs> i'm never gonna forget that you know it was just right out of the gate i realized that the reasons that people give for like the way people separate themselves uh, based on gender don't really make a whole lot of fucking sense um and then also like even if you're cis you know there was no concept of non-binary until i would eventually get a, a gender studies degree in 2011 um but even if you're cis i experienced this on playground too in that like you know the girls play with girls and guys play with guys that's kind of how it works on a lot of playgrounds um but what if you don't like any of the activities that anyone is doing you know like there's not you know a lot of times it's like oh i don't fit in with the other girls so i play sports what if you don't play sports? Or what if, you know, you just don't want to be around people? You know, like, is is the, what's, you know, it like, when I think about how much time I used to spend alone in elementary school, which was a, a decent amount, I was a bookworm, um, I was an artist, I was a violin player, I was, I've always been kind of like, stuck in the internal theater of my head but it you know like it, 
I remember you, people used to come up to me on the playground if I was sitting by myself, like a, a teacher's aides and stuff would ask me if I was okay. And I wouldn't really understand what was going on and be like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm reading my book or, you know, I'm just sitting under this tree doing like dumb little like plays and things with like with my dolls or whatever um and it wasn't until I grew up that I realized that people regard spending time alone as sad and a little girl sitting alone is like a sad thing to see I you know and, and then when I think about it objectively you know that's how I think about it too I was like why was I like that but I realized that you know I enjoyed that time and I still enjoy that time to myself um, but I'm really glad that I had the guts to just be alone when I wanted to be alone, when that clearly visually separated me from the crowd. And it meant that I didn't, you know, belong anywhere because the way, you know, playgrounds are segregated by gender, I didn't, you know, I wasn't in either place. I was just weird. That was when, you know, I hit the reality of just being weird. And then... Also, and we're, we're going to talk about this a lot in the upcoming interview, you know, this was when being a gifted kid really took hold as, like, this is your identity and, you know, being smart is going to be something that is going to follow you, you know, being called a nerd, you know, this is something that's going to other you. It's not necessarily going to make you an outcast. It's not necessarily going to get you bullied, although uh, both of those things happened to me in marginal degrees a lot of times I just managed to skate past a lot of stuff because I was funny which is again is something that I will always carry through life uh, people love leaving you alone if you're funny but that is when I learned that being smarter being considered smarter than average was something that was going to other me and potentially get me bullied you know this is when the concept hit home it's amazing how fast culturally we just adjust to it. Like once you, you know, go to high school and everything, you have all the movies where they have the like typical nerd archetype and everything like that. But when you're in elementary school, you only figure this out based on how you're being treated and how the adults treat you, and in particular how the school system treats you, because they are the gods of who is and isn't smart, which is a completely arbitrary thing. Uh, me and Evans discuss a program called Apex where they literally pick the top few kids in every class and they would bus us to a different school and we would get to do more advanced school topics and we get to do things like study Shakespeare or whatever and it was purely based on IQ tests which have been proven to be a not super reliable measure of intelligence and also how do you even measure intelligence in the first place. But that was the thing, is that you, if you are a gifted kid, it's on one hand they're giving you, you know, awards and accolades and stuff like that, but they're also saying, okay, it's time for you to get used to being bullied and this is what's going to happen for the rest of your life. And it sucks that I ever had to experience that because otherwise, childhood, not super eventful as far as trauma goes. That wouldn't show up until, honestly, much later. In fact, I would say the last 10 to 15 years is the bulk of it. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it just really sucks that that is the thing that put a black mark on everything because otherwise I had 
really cool you know you, you listen to the interviews with my parents you know I had cool parents you know they were taking me to art museums you know they were taking me to concerts they're you know taking me on trips to the city and stuff like that and you know it's and they were cool around me and my dad had all these cool musician friends that I could refer to by their first names which you know if you're a little kid that's a huge deal there's but you know I also can't in my mind imagine like I, I don't know most of my dad's musician friends last name unless they call them out specifically on the bandstand but uh but that's something that, you know, as a little kid, you're used to calling everybody Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And I'm just like, oh, my dad's friend, Juju, you know, um, it, it was cool. It was cool growing up with the parents I had. And it sucks that no matter how good your parents are, they can't protect you from certain shit in the world, that including uh, completely irrational designations of this makes you a girl and this makes you a boy, and also the notion that being intelligent means you're weird. Now, there's a lot of reasons to call me weird uh, in that age, um, and you know, those are probably listening to Jamiroquai wearing neon leggings at all times. Uh, I probably didn't wear jeans until like late high school. Uh, I used to draw pictures of fire hydrants a lot. Like I was definitely weird. Like there's no arguing that I was a weird kid, but you know, the other people that were, you know, separated out, the other gifted kids, maybe not necessarily, you know, uh, there's some people that just really crack down on school that aren't going out of their way to be intentionally irreverent like I was at all times and I still am as an adult. I've never given that up, not even for a second. Um, but yeah, I was an art nerd, I was a violin kid, and I figured out being funny makes people leave you alone and I remember constantly interrupting uh, Girl Scouts which I, I don't know why that's so funny to me and I wish I could remember specific examples but I have very clear memories of me sitting at Girl Scout meetings waiting for the adult to say something that I could put a comedy tag on and I, I would kill it uh, for no reason and it was a great way to completely sidestep a lot of the bullying that had happened prior to me being a Girl Scout. So, we learned defense mechanisms, we learned cruel realities of the world, and thankfully we still had weird artsy parents so it didn't sting quite as much. Uh, so before I run in through this, uh, I'm going to give you guys a special treat um, and that is an excerpt from my fourth grade diary. Now, at some point, I'm probably going to do a bonus episode that's just me uh, doing a best of, because in fourth grade, I was on some kind of ADD medication, or I, I don't know, this is just the phase of my life where I wanted to keep super accurate, serious records of everything for... God knows what reason. Um, and I have these diaries from when I was in fourth grade where they're, it's the school day. It's a number. It's like school day, number 24, and then the time, 8.44 p.m. And then it was the most serious update about, like, little kid stuff, like going to gym class or, like, I ate a hot dog at lunch and something like that. But the voice is, um, I just want to put out there that... Uh, while I did, I don't have that much childhood trauma 
removed from bullying beyond that, uh, I will say that it is a little bit disturbing for me to read little kids' stories in what sounds like my voice now. Uh, I sound jaded and, uh, I don't know what to do with that sometimes, you know? It's just, it's weird that, you know, I keep me thinking I'm gonna go back, like, when I read my high school poetry, like, when I read my junior high stuff, I always go back like, oh, this is gonna be embarrassing, and then I look and I'm like, oh no, no, this is the same voice. Uh, I was too smart when I was a kid. We have already covered that. We already covered that. I like read Funk and Wagnall's encyclopedia. But anyway, here is the documentation of my first day of school in my voice. Wednesday. And this is spelled incorrectly, uh, which is funny because later on in this diary, I would excitedly point out that I learned to spell Wednesday as school day number one time, 845. So far, everything is going okay. Omar is in my class. Gemma is not here yet. Mr. Carr is my teacher. More later. And I like that I do these more later updates. <laughs> As if someone was gonna read in between and be like, you're waiting. There was no internet yet. Um, so, more later. This is still school day number one. Wednesday. Time, 9.25. Mr. Carr is somewhat unpredictable. I can't tell if he's mean or not. I haven't said a word underlined to him yet. I am sitting in the front row with Melody. I love it. More later. School day number one, time 11.05. A change of plans. Caitlin is sitting next to me. I'm still sitting in the front row. Recess was short. Troy and Nick are sitting in the back of me. I am not talking much. Like, I, the record keeping, the discipline, like, I've, I've earmarked a couple of these. Uh, oh, yeah, so we I actually did earmark a couple more of these. Uh, so here's one from Apex, uh, school day number 10, time noon. I went to Apex this morning. In case you didn't know, Apex is a program for smart kids. I'm glad I'm in it. We're studying microbiology until Christmas vacation. We're also going on really cool field trips. More later. And I think that's a pretty good, uh, I mean, a lot of this is literally me just complaining about the same shit I complain about now, uh, including heat and injuring myself. But now, without further ado, let's dive into some more details about Overlook Elementary with my friend, Evans Winters. This is, I haven't heard that name in years. Uh, welcome to I Haven't Heard That Name in Years, my uh, attempt at researching a memoir, or I might uh, only release this in lieu of writing an actual fucking book. How are you doing today? Oh, no, great. <laughs> today didn't suck. It wasn't crazy humid, it wasn't crazy hot, and it didn't rain, so not too bad for a landscaper. 
Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, um, Evans, I believe I met you in third grade and not second grade. I have to, I, I'm going to have to clear that up uh, as we go through sifting memories. But the most important thing is that Evans is here because I need to fact check my memories of Overlook Elementary School in Abington, Pennsylvania. And Evans is still in my orbit because uh, his family landscaping. Uh, business works on my parents' property. So we've hung out recently and we're connected and I can actually, it's a lot less awkward than just like scratching a phone, like a name out of a phone book that I haven't like, <laughs> just talk to you like, they're like, what? You're a comedian now? Haven't um, <laughs> you been a right. comedian for a while? I mean, I have, I have, I guess you could say that I started doing sketch and shit in high school, but yeah, I was like a comedian like 19 through a uh, pandemic starting. So it was a, it was a long time, but there's definitely enough people that I've lost track of. Cause I did, I had like a soft start with stand up when I was 19 and then I was in college and not really doing it. And I didn't start again until I was like 23. And I've also changed my name like two or three times since then like you you're interesting because you you knew Hannah Sutton which honestly effectively from 2006 until now Hannah Sutton never existed like really? <laughs> yeah no um I was short stack starting when I was like 18 I remember um, I remember you had like that, that nickname I think you told me about a uh, that was your comedian name when I ran into you yeah, like later, that was my comedian name, and it was also my like goth scene name. Um, but you know, like that was what it was. It was it was like a message board handle, and then I was like a club kid with like the scene name short stack, and then I started doing stand up comedy, so I just didn't change it, and I didn't start being Hannah Harkness until I was twenty seven. But like Hannah Sutton effectively stopped existing in like 2005. So, and there's, so there's like a whole bunch of people that don't remember that when I was 27, that's when I dyed my hair shock blonde. There are a lot of people that if I, you know, haven't talked to them since elementary school, they're like, you're blonde now. Like it's. <laughs> you, look good, you look good as a blonde, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's why I don't want to change it back. It comes with a certain amount of society privilege. Um, I do have more <laughs> fun. Like, they do they do um and people Good. definitely talk to you different it's a whole thing that, um, you know that is a fascinating thing i don't want to go off topic but that i i was having a, a conversation with a friend prettiness is the ultimate discrimination yeah. <laughs> it is the ultimate people are so much nicer to you when you're pretty it's like you want to be pretty oh, smart lucky or rich give me pretty any day of the week man oh People... yeah no there's lots of people that they never find out they have any negative personality traits because they're hot it's just nobody's willing to tell them um and people did start talking to me way different when i shocked my hair out blonde like that's a whole thing because there's like you know it's like the patrick bateman uh, Hugh Hefner thing where they just will literally only want blondes like there's a certain subset of men that will just talk to you different because society brainwashed them into thinking that that was the thing is this like porn star bleach blonde and it's just a it's a great way to just uh I, and then then you know I'm I, like I was so always weird. I was always a redhead guy you know my yeah. last three girlfriends all redheads nice nice um so anyway uh, fucking Overlook. We were Al's, uh... Remember uh, that, man? Al's in the Overlook, man. All work and no play <laughs> makes Evans a dull boy, man. I loved it, because <laughs> the best part was, it was on a hill. 
right? So it yeah. literally was Overlook. Yeah. And I don't know if this is true or not, but right down the street, Highland Elementary, which I still don't understand why there were two elementary schools that close together. They were literally, yeah. like, like you, it was like it was like a five minute walk. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. We walked past them when we went to field trips at that nature center. Yes, we well, oh, oh God, oh God, what was that place called? Yeah, Briar, <laughs> Briar Bush. Yeah, Briar Bush. But um, yeah. Highland was apparently built on an Indian burial ground. So, like, really? That, that, that's the story. I don't know how true that is, you know. But, <gasps> fuck, yeah, fuck the, uh, what were they, the Huskies? Yeah, fuck the Huskies. <laughs> it, it would be great if you could be, like, if we were, like, way more aggressive about defending our elementary school mascots and sports teams, like, as adults. Like, you know, the way some people still go in for their college. Oh, uh, oh. For their college no, teams. No, 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 like... <laughs> no, 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 thank God. I no, I do remember we did have, I remember this. I think it was the Winter Olympics 1996. It, it, it took place in Japan. I forget the city, but their uh, mascot was an owl. Yeah, it was the Winter Olympics. I was wondering where this wait, was Wait, wait, no, Winter Olympics okay, 1998. <laughs> Winter Olympics 1998, I think. Um, but they, um, they had an owl as their mascot, and, like, Overlook just, like, jumped on it. You know, like, oh, tried to piggyback on I it. I feel like if we had been, like, at school 10 years later, we could have gone viral with it, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I'm kind of uh, elated and not... It would be very weird if our group of... You know, because if we had all had social media at that time, we would have been, like, live-tweeting the advent of them giving us Ritalin, you know. Like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Good job, was, man. We were the, we were the pill here. Do, were you one of the people that got the ADHD meds? Like, because yeah. like, we were the first group. We yeah, were the test group. I, well, actually, this is actually kind of an interesting history of Ritalin. It, um, it was prescribed a lot in the 70s and, like, early 80s, but then, like, they thought they were over-prescribing it. But then it had a comeback in the 90s with our generation. But um, I was on Ritalin from about third grade to sixth grade. Then I was on like a long active thing. I think it was called Concerta or something mm -hmm. in, in junior high and high school. And then I had um, um, Adderall in college. Um, yeah, Adderall, uh, I don't think I needed it because I was a BFA. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not I was not up all night writing papers, you know. I was writing screenplays. Yeah. I was a film major. That was the most writing mm -hmm. I did. And if anybody out here has ever seen a screenplay, it's mostly blank. <laughs> Don't believe me. Go out and get a screenplay of any movie you like, and it's like it's mostly blank pages. It's most of the pages blank, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But seriously. It, uh, to, to roll all the way back, uh, like we were the pill generation, like oh, we were yeah. the first one. And I, I was on like eight different things before I turned twelve. Which really? Is we only, they only let me yeah. have one. Shit, no, you were lucky, had, man. What else were you I, on? Um, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if lucky's the word. I mean, it's just we didn't because uh, in the end, when I got to this age, I have bipolar one, and I had, I have Tourette's. So obviously that, and then also these interviews with my parents have turned up that I was also some kind of like fucking freak child prodigy that read entire encyclopedia series, uh, younger than ten years old. Um, but you know, uh, that, I mean, that's how know, that's how we became friends. We were both in the Apex program. Yeah, Personally, yeah, I think yeah. I think they did that for me to keep an eye on me. 
they were like, watch this mm-hmm. future Ted Kaczynski character. Because I'm the only one. This is all right. I do want this to get in the interview somehow. This is the only fact I want about my Put life. Put whatever you want in the interview. Just no, 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 this, is, this, this is one fact I want talked about and I find it absolutely fascinating. I was the only kid in our grade and possibly our school history to be in both the Apex program, which is the genius program. And I went on to honors and everything in high school and junior high and honors. We we had class together. We we, we were in critical uh, reading together. Yeah. Weren't we? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dobbs, my hero. <laughs> um, I was the, but I'm the only one to ever come from special ed though. I didn't learn to read until the end of third grade. Uh, oh wow! Remember that? Do you do you remember that? Um, I had to go no, to special uh, ed no. class. I was in special yeah. ed for like maybe two hours a day. Yeah, my first memories of you were in Mrs. Slinger's class. Remember, uh, I had to in, leave. In I had to leave every couple of days. I had to go to special ed for uh for for um reading program, and oh my oh, god, shit. it was terrible. I mean, like at first I was so stigmatized, but I was like, I you know. I don't want to say the R word on on it, but like that was the worst thing you could be in elementary school, to be in the mm-hmm. little in the little classroom in the little in in the little bus, you know. And it was just yeah. oh god. Yeah. But then I it's went really, and everybody yeah. was chill. Archaic. It's like that, you know. You think about '90s shit when we're just oh, like, yeah. oh man, yeah. We get, they put us on a short bus, and then they also put all the smart kids on pills and ship them off to a separate program. That's, yeah, that's the great wild. irony. I think it's uh-huh. the, I think it costs the same to send a kid to um, special ed as it does to send them to the genius program. They're both small classes mm-hmm. with multiple teachers mm-hmm. and their own transport, so they're you know they're much more expensive. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but a large part of public school uh, funding goes to uh, special ed for because of equal rights amendments and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. a school has to be handicap accessible, has to have special ed stuff, you know, which is a good thing. But I mean, that is where a lot of your money is going in a public school system. That's why, like, you know, when I went to a private school, there weren't any special people. Yeah, anymore. yeah, exactly. I went to I went to Montessori school before I went to Overlook, um, and they originally tried to skip me ahead of grade because I'd literally already been through like the exact same textbooks in the Montessori school that I transferred from. What is Montessori? What is um, Montessori? Montessori uh, is an education system where the kid basically decides what they want to learn that day. They do have like goals they have to hit, but basically you have like a group meeting at the beginning and then oh they go God. around and they're just like, do you, when's your, like you have individual reading lessons, individual math lessons, and then there's some group stuff. They make you learn French. It's a French system of education. Um, it's, it's a whole thing. It sounds a lot fancier than it is this was a a, a legit like red building uh in you, you ever been to the in ben salem uh that like holiday in i don't know what the hell road that is but there's like this big in northeast philly there's this like big holiday and it's kind of near parks um but like that school is next to a motorcycle dealership in that area um and yeah, it's, you know, but that's that's what it is. It's basically, so basically what the deal was is that with me, 
I uh, was skipped ahead several levels because like at Montessori school, you didn't have to stay in first grade if you were too smart. They're like, oh, she's too smart. We're going to put her with the third graders. It doesn't matter. Um, And they like let the kid like wander around within reason. So by the time I got to public school, I was already really far ahead of everybody else. Um, And they tried to skip me ahead to third grade, the the grade ahead of us, but I got bullied too bad in Mrs. Coleman's class. So they put me with Mr. Howe. They put me back down to second grade because they felt like it would be easier for me to be with kids my own age. How Uh, how is the white guy, right? Tall white guy, blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember all these guys. My my grandmother was a was a school teacher in the Abington school system. She uh, mm-hmm. she actually worked with Mrs. Hanlon. Yeah. Now, did you have Mrs. Hanlon? Oh I yeah, I had to. They actually teachers. they they were they were gonna give me the other guy that the that black guy who had a nervous breakdown the year after us. Remember that? Oh, um, Mr. Bowers. Was that his name? No. Is that his name? I don't know, but yeah, I don't. It's you know, here's the thing: is that teachers having nervous breakdowns? You know, like that's teachers have nervous breakdowns. There's like you, that's one of those things oh. you realize when you're older. Like, oh, oh, oh I know that. My dad's a school a teacher. teacher. I think I've had, a, I think I've seen like seven of them in my lifetime with him. Mm-hmm. But um, that's why I never became a school teacher because like my dad was one. And I'm just like, I, yeah. I'm not signing up for that. They can't pay me enough. Yeah. For... My mom is an elementary school music teacher. And that was another thing I was going to bring up. Was like, we, yeah, yeah, no, my mom's an elementary school music teacher. Um, And then she started as a, spe- I think when I was in Overlook, she might've still been a special ed teacher. I don't remember. Uh, they don't, when they she don't made pay those switch. guys enough, by the way. Like, yeah, uh, no, they, they really don't. One thing I wanted to ask is uh, I, I know that they had that thing where they made you pick a string instrument or a band instrument. Were you an orchestra or a band? Did you did you have to play like a viola or some shit? Okay, okay. So they didn't have enough instruments for everybody. Uh-huh. And I did not want to do a string instrument. And I made it very, very well known I didn't want to be on the string instrument. So who, who, who was the band teacher that... Wasn't called chick. No, I forget. But I and I and about five, uh, me and about five other kids didn't make the orchestra, and it was like Mm -hmm. the happiest day of my fucking life. (laughs) This is up there. This is up there with um. I when I when I when I went to college and I found out being a BFA, I didn't have to take a language or a math. The, the, this is like this that was like it was like it was like that good of a day if i have kids i don't think it'll it'll hit that <laughs> moment in my life not having to do elementary school strength not having to play a viola just because fuck no yeah. fuck no that's all day and i was the, the funny thing is i was the opposite i was a child by prodigy which is another thing that i constantly forget ever happened wait, um, you, wait, when, did a, they, when did they start you on the violin like early like uh it was one of the i now i remember what the fuck happened it was the thing where because they had skipped me ahead for a while but then put me back i had already started strings with the third graders as a second grader so 
I you just made me remember that is that I and they were just like, well, we got to put her back in the thing, but we shouldn't let her quit the violin classes because my parents are musicians. So they're just uh, like, well, I mean, no, you she kind of already had a head start so, on that one. Yeah, so it's, yeah, exactly. So in second grade, they had me matriculated into third grade violin. And then like a musician workaholic, when I got to third grade, I was in both third grade violin and fourth grade violin. Mm. And I think that there was probably some extra. Yeah, and I had private lessons at Settlement Music School. Yeah, My life is so crazy that I literally forget that I was a child violin prodigy type. Um <laughs> I just was it so horrific, like Mozart, that she like you wanted to forget. Like, who has a horrific childhood? Was it Beethoven or Mozart? It's Beethoven, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you want to forget how horrific it was, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, like I don't know if that was horrific, but it's funny to me that I was that much of a workaholic about being a violin player at that age that I was willing to like go to both third and fourth grade strings in the same week. And I, I think I got class exemption for that too. I think my parents like probably lobbied for that. And I probably had like private violin lessons too. This might be one thing that I have to fact check with my mom. Yeah. Um, but I do specifically remember having like a packed musician schedule as a child in addition to Apex. Well, I mean, did you enjoy? <laughs> uh, we should talk about Apex. Yeah, yeah. So we, we should, what's up? Did you enjoy being a uh, doing music at that young of an age? You know, I did. I didn't um, practicing. I have always been shitty with practicing, and violin is really tedious. I liked that it came naturally to me, and I liked it. Made me feel special that I got to play with the older kids. I think, and it also uh, I loved getting out of class. <laughs> um, I think there might have even been a time because I got bullied real bad in gym. So I think there might have even been a time where they let me replace Jim with strings and it was just like, good. Like, I'd have to double check. But, um, yo, so we should talk about Apex. Like, can you just, uh, for the for the listeners, just describe Apex? Because it's going to come up in other episodes. Apex yeah. was like pre-honors is the best way I can describe it. Because Abington, I don't know if they changed it now, but they basically did a thing that's called tracking for students, which basically meant that they figured out in elementary school, here are the really smart ones, here are the average ones, and here are the not great ones. Now, back By whatever our, metric they deem uh, of intelligence, they deem to be the right one. Like, there was a metric. Intelligence they, control, used, they, yeah. they, they used the metric. I mean, they basically mm -hmm. took the top... How many kids per grade were, were us? It was less than 30, I want to say. Yeah, Overlook was small, but when they combined all of the elementary schools, well, they it jumped up. I remember that absurd. happened right after us. Uh, that's why they made yeah. Copper Beach actually. That's why Copper Beach is mm -hmm. fucking gigantic. Uh, yeah, because they yeah. closed Glenside and they added another. I forget. Was it Ron? No, was it Ron? Yeah, but like, but anyway, yeah. I just want to talk about because it, it was weird. We were making like castles out of paper. We were like, there was about, making it, it, was about it was, it was like, about, it was about six to eight kids. I want to remember, and mm -hmm. basically once or twice a week, you would go to the Avian Junior High and you would go into this annex uh, classroom that had at the time computers, uh, internet access. You got to remember, this is like 
Oh God, this is like 1999, 2000. Yeah, well, because we graduated. Yeah, because we graduated elementary school so in 2000. 2000 yeah, I was only yeah. in there for one year. I think you were there the whole time that you were accessible to it. Um, mm -hmm. I was only there for sixth grade, but I really enjoyed it because you also you 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 got free time in the library every once in a while. And the Avenue Junior, yeah, I mean Avenue Avenue is one of the best high schools and also one of the best public school programs in America. So the library mm -hmm. was legit. You could get like cool that stuff. I mean, that's library. how that's how I read Dune when I was like twelve. You know. Yeah, no, when I, uh, in Overlook, uh, I used to read um, Jules Verne, uh, and I remember because I found out, you know, they used to do those, like, reading reward things where they had this giant I remember list of books, that. and each, yeah, time, yeah, each yeah. book was, like, like a number of points. Stuff, yeah. yeah, so I just looked at that thing, and I was like, all right, well, what's this book? And it was, like, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth was, like, 55 points, right. whereas, like, a Babysitter's Club book was, like, three points. So I'm like, so I can read, and at this point, according to my father, read a full uh, Funk and Wagnall's Children's Encyclopedia series, so if I'm it, before I turn seven years old, so I, I was like, yeah, sure, I can read Journey to the Center of the Earth. I'm eight. I've 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 been through this, so I just can't. I think I read like four fifty point books, and <laughs> and just like completely gamed this system. It was great library, though, but you know the fact that they had that at all, and we're like, yeah, this is for the children's library at the elementary school, like. <laughs> What? I mean, that was the thing. We had a good librarian. What the hell was her name? Yeah, we did. She had that mole um, on her chin. She seemed like she was something from like the 1950s, you know? Yeah. She dressed. She I like. Don't... She was like somebody who was like stuck in like a certain era, like a grandmother uh -huh. who just like wouldn't change. You know, he's like, this bitch remembers the depression. <laughs> that's why she. That's why she hasn't bought a new fucking dress in 60 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but a Apex, yeah. also Apex um, was interesting because, like, their big thing was personal development, personal exploration of research topics and, you know, cultivating just, you know, it was like, it, it was like, st is that called STEAM or STEM? STEM education. STEM. We were, we were kind of like the, we were like the test tube babies for STEM. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. I mean, every classroom has a TV, cable, like it, like kids can watch CNN mm. any time or MSNBC or Fox, you know, if you're in the South, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, but like we, we were kind of the first of that, at least in this area. Yeah, because we had the, we had internet access uh, as kids, like, you know. As, as, as like, as like 12 year olds, as 12, 11 year olds, which was crazy for me because I didn't have the internet until I was about 14 in my house. Yeah, I did. Yeah, there was, there was a two, there was a two year gap. But when I was like yeah. from the age of 12 to 14, yeah, I had to, when I didn't have access to the internet, yeah, I had to borrow my dad's porn. <laughs> Yeah. Uh. But uh, the interesting thing is, like, after you went through Apex, um, I don't know how it worked when you went into um, senior high, but even in junior high, you you, you tended to be, you, you tended to see the same people, you know, you got tracked into yeah. the upper classes and stuff, like you did pre-algebra, you were in critical yeah. reading, 
Um, I mean, I tell people that all the time that, like, I graduated with 653 people in my graduating class. And uh, when I looked around that day, there was at least 200 people I'd never seen. Oh, yeah. And it was because I'd been gifted tracked since they put me in Overlook. Uh, Montessori school, that's just everybody and everyone wanders around the school. Um, and that was kind of like, yeah, like, like how my high school was. There was only about, I don't know, 70, 80 kids per grade. So everybody mm-hmm. kind of, it was like working at an office or like a super liberal arts college because it was an open campus. You could walk around. You didn't have assigned mm-hmm. study halls, you know. It was really weird because I kept thinking like, you know, oh God, like people talk about like making schools hard targets. I mean, we were like the softest hippie target. Like and I'm worried now. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, they wanted to kill somebody. Yeah. Good, but they changed the school though. There's like real security there now and stuff, which kind of mm-hmm. saddens me a little bit. But you know, it's it's always thing. like uh, it's always tempting to like when they make things more safe, be like, oh, these kids have it too easy or whatever. But I I do appreciate that it is safer for them but something about it being unsafe was kind of like you know it's i don't know because i feel that way about uh this and this is something uh that i want to talk something, to you about no matter uh, what sledding. good or bad you lose something like yeah yeah no but i wanted to talk to you about sledding on those hills oh uh, fuck yeah they took it away man ever since they put the new yeah. school it ain't there no more i almost lost an eye up there one time yeah, I, that's, that's what I, exactly, because you were, you brought up the unsafe memory thing, and I'm like, oh, that, I literally have that written down as things to talk about, like sledding injuries on the hill in front of the elementary school, which has since been raised to the ground and replaced with a different thing. It's not um, a hill, it's a fucking playground. They leveled the yeah. hill and, like, built... So, now we can't injure our eyes on the hill. They leveled the parking lot, got rid of the hill, and put the playground there where the old where the old basin was because it was two hills man remember? yeah that's what was so sick about that hill is that you Fuck know it. that sledding hill is that you add that first hill and then it went flat for a while and then there was a second hill. it was like a water slide if you if you um, did it right you could do both hills yeah if you did it right if you could get down the second hill yeah oh um, man and then there I, was the ex- sorry funny story year in 1994 i forget if it was my brother or if it was my neighbor or both of them they got three guys. You got to remember, um, Jamaica, uh, was it the Jamaican bobsled move? Cool Runnings was hot, was a big cool hit at the time. So um, they got, they all piled in, and I think there was like a frost on, uh, uh, that covered the whole thing. And they got there early, so there weren't yeah. like footprints or divots and stuff. They got a mm-hmm. smooth ride. They went all the way from the top all the way to the road. That's a lot of, yeah, that's like, because, like, yeah. you got to remember, that's like a football field almost. As you get down that yeah. second hill. Yeah. But they had enough men. There was, like, a lot of space. That was, like, that was, like, either, it was either Jake Hoffel, the son of distinguished congressman Joe Hoffel, former, mm-hmm. and um, either that or my brother Ryan Winters, you know, heir to the Winners Empire. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I almost lost my eye on that uh, hill one time. I was going uh, head first on a sled, and then someone swiped me and nearly took my eye out. It was fine, though. I, I only had a tiny, tiny, tiny cut. Yeah, I didn't even have to go to the hospital. Yeah. Thank God my mom was a nurse. But there was what, yeah. there was two things about the design of that school that were crazy. Playground was crazy because the high swings were right there at the edge of the hill. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. So you could get, as like, you could get, like, 
10 feet high in the air on those swings and fly off those hills. Remember right. that? Holy shit, you were right. They literally, they put, oh my God. Yeah, no, the, the swing set, because I spent a lot of time on the, on the swings. swings. Like, I, if I you was were like a solitary sw- kid, swing the swings were, your, were, your, were, your, were you hung out. Yeah, no, I was by myself on the swings, disassociating at most times. Right. Uh, and yeah, you could absolutely, the, the swings were right next to it. A pretty steep hill, and you could just jump off the swings and go down the fucking hill. Man. God. Overlook. What the <laughs> fuck were they thinking? <laughs> and there's wood, and it was a wood chips on the other side. There was nowhere to land. The other side was wood chips. That that wasn't feel good it either. Was wood, like, it was wood chips and a bunch of other play equipment. <laughs> but uh, it was like it was like it was like it was right there on the edge. It was like hill for oh the wood chips. Yeah. I fucking oh my forgot. God. I can't. What the hell were they thinking? Putting the swings right there. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, here, I, I do want to, there is one memory I remember very distinctly, and I don't think you remember. It was either mm-hmm. fourth, fifth, or sixth grade. Yeah. And it was like just before kids got hit puberty or something, but mm-hmm. you remember, again, talking to like, it was a weirdly designed thing. Like, here was the top of the hill. Yeah. Down the hill, and then there was this other plateau, and then then there was a tiny hill, and then there was that plateau with the baseball fields, which are still there. Yeah. Anyway, I think it must have been sixth grade. I think because after you hit sixth grade, you were allowed to go down the hill and play. Yeah. Anyway, a bunch of girls. Oh, that's a weird rule. Uh... <laughs> yeah, which is a bad <laughs> idea, you know, like kids. It's a really unattended. bad idea. <laughs> After sixth grade, you're allowed to go down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I remember a bunch of girls had, like, they wanted to have a race or something, so they made, like, a dandelion. They collected a bunch of dandelions and made them as, like, a, um, such a weird memory. Um, yeah. As, like, the, the starting line and the stop line for a race, and then all the guys came down and started kicking them, and then it became, like, this girl-on-boy riot down there. I remember that I didn't go down there because I was afraid. I was always terrified of ever. I had been in fights before, and they always told me, if you get into a fight, you're going to get, like, expelled, you know? Thanks, Andrew. You remember Andrew Lang, right? <laughs> yes. But okay, he was so yeah, um... Anyway, these kids, they, they, they make a riot, and the aides can't even fucking handle it. And I remember just watching it from the swings because I didn't want to get involved or anything. And like we had to have like yeah. a like a like an intervention talk show Oprah afternoon a- about this of like why you oh, guys can't do this again. They did. <laughs> do you remember that at all? Uh, no, because you know what the deal was, is that during that time, and this is something I'll, I'll like, when I get back to a story, I'll take pictures of these and send them to you in fourth grade. I was on, I think I was on Adderall or something. I was on some kind of stimulant. I was taking obsessive documentation. I had these diaries that were like, they sound like they were written by an adult and they're all like school day, 146, 545 PM or something like, or like seven o'clock AM. I'm kind of hungry. Everything is bad. I'm depressed or something like, but I have like really obsessive documentation. And one of the things, and this is something I wanted to try to get your perspective on is that I had a map of the playground drawn in this diary. And then I had places circled where people would leave me alone. 
Um, really? And I would, yes. And I would intentionally, and like when people found me and started bothering me in these places too much, I would cross them out and then I would find a different place. And where I usually sat the most, like the place that I had the longest that nobody bothered me at was this tree next to those two mobile classrooms where the third yeah. graders were. Yeah. So I just sat under that tree most of the time. And I also was just either on the swings or I found somewhere else to sit. And I was always wondering, I was like, did anybody else notice that or did I just disappear? Like, like, did, <laughs> did I successfully like evade? <laughs> I, think like, you, I think you just, I think you just disappeared. I don't have that many yeah. uh, playground memories with you. Exactly. Because I hid. I'm curious. Like I, I'm just, I've been wondering about this for a while because I'm just like, if I spent that much time alone, did I just like disappear from consciousness? And the only person who ever made a conscious effort to find me was Gemma Hansen. That oh, was go on, Gemma. Um, yeah, no, me and Gemma, yeah, no, me and Gemma hung out, and, like, you, me, and Gemma have hung out as an adult, as adults, like, oh, yeah. hung out Great. at a house party in our 20s or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think one. the first time I saw you after elementary school was you were on acid at that party. Um, oh, that's your ball, Whatever yeah. party that was. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, don't apologize. I, I, I am a, an acid oh, You know what I was just talking about sure. that party? I, I decided to go all 70s out. Remember my outfit? No, I remember. I had, I had, I had, like I had a leather blazer, the shirt. You looked like Tyler Durden. I think Gemma was calling you Tyler Durden at that party, like loud. No, 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 no. But I, I, I wasn't going for Tyler Durden. I just, I was going for like seventy sleaze ball. They're pretty similar looks, but you did, you did a great job. Why that you? I think, I, think I, I think I still have that jacket somewhere. I break it yeah. out every once in a while. <laughs> no, wait, you mentioned you were. It's funny. I was bullied too. Do you remember who who you felt were your biggest violators? Uh, oh no, I know exactly who everybody was because uh, I. I believe like, you. Is this like an elaborate? Uh, is this like an elaborate? I mean, I've seen a single. What was that? Promising young woman. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting catfished here. I wasn't one of your enemies, was I? And like some. No, no, no. No, dude, dude, no, it wasn't you. Like there was a, um, no, like because there, there were these two girls that would always like it was fucking Ebony would mess with me. Hi, yeah yeah no they there's but you know to be fair i mean i'm not saying bullying kids is cool i was acting kind of insane i would sit under my desk i had like a 200 eraser i had a collection of like two lunch boxes of erasers and like when they got broken i would make like a fake hospital on my desk and i like made a fake newspaper that i was circulating and shit like i've always been like pretty fucking unhinged um but oh yo this actually happened in mrs slinger's class there was a group of girls um i know it, it was alex and but the thing is that there weren't that many Rekka? kids at our school so we can just say yeah yeah um but there you know there weren't that many kids at our school anyway so i can just say the girls in mrs slinger's class because it was just them and not me they started an i hate hannah club and oh. i forgot what the i forget what the impetus was for that but i remember it being very funny to me because they created this code that was like triangle circle circle something something else that meant i hate hannah and they were writing it over and over again in notebooks and i said to them i was like i know what that code means and they go oh and they all freak out and they change the code like they turned it to circle something something less and then i just i i remember being smart enough that i just watched them do it i let them do it and they made this whole new code and they're so proud of themselves and i was like guys 
you're saying the same thing. You just changed the symbols. I know what you're saying. If you're saying the same thing, changing the symbols doesn't matter. And I thought, and they all looked like they were so upset. And that was like my only bullying victory. Every other thing just chipped away at my soul. Um, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, what, I mean, what got to you? I mean, it's still, I mean, like, I'm still raw about yeah. getting fucked over in sixth grade. I mean, you remember Tim Dealey yeah. came at me with a knife. Whoa, really? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Remember I, I, got do, kicked, I, I got I got kicked out of the white group. Yeah, Tim, it was Tim Dealey, Adam Papandrea, Rob Howard, Kevin, what's his name, and then Mike Iannuzzi. Yeah. Me and me and Tim got into a fight and he pulled a knife, like a kitchen knife. And I like I rode my Damn. bike. Off. Yeah. And I wasn't that group anymore. Fuck that. Wow. Like his mom never it's made him apologize. It's so weird that we went from that like small town, like everybody knows everybody thing, and then they dump you in the junior high, and it's just like six elementary schools matriculate in there, and you don't know anyone, and the whole social order is disrupted. I kind of like, like that to like, be honest. I loved I, it. No, I loved it. You got to start over. It was a clean slate. Nobody fucking knew who anyone was, and you had to, like, and you, you just, they couldn't really establish a full bullying hierarchy like they had at Overlook because there's too many goddamn people, you know? Like, also, I was lucky because I was a guy, and I was always pretty tall for my age, so, you know, most people did. By the time I mm -hmm. hit 14, most people left me alone, you know? Yeah, I, I, I can mean, imagine what that's like for being a girl, though. I mean, you're always vulnerable, yo, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, the life hack I apparently came up with in elementary school is that they can't bully you if they can't fucking find you. I, dis I did successfully disappear from recess. Um, I, and I also would help out other, I used to help out the second grade teachers when I was older too. I would go in and I'd like find people, other teachers that need like teacher assistant type help stuff. And I'd go inside. So I just like completely, you know, cut the, cut the line. I was like, no, if you, you, you can't fuck with me if you can't find me, basically. Like, who, 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 what second grade teachers were there when, at elementary when, when you were doing that? I, I'm going to say a name begins with an R. Uh, Mrs. Uh, this is why the podcast is named the what it's named. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's like Mrs. Russell or something. Yeah, I don't, I I had don't know. I had Ms. Everman in second grade. Oh, man. Yeah, and, I, and like I said, I had, Ms., I had Mr. Howe. Um, yo, one thing about, uh, and I, 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 the one thing that I think is like the craziest memory, uh, from Mr. Howe's class is that there was this one time he took me aside and he was like, hey, I have this project for grad school uh, that I have to do where I'm supposed to make a mask out about my personality, like uh, things that I like. I'm supposed to make like this art project. He's like, if you do it, uh, you don't have to be in class for like half the day. And I was like, a as a child, I'm just like, okay, that sounds cool. I'm making an art project. So he sets me up with all these art supplies in the back and is like, okay, I like the Dallas Cowboys. I like this and you know, another thing. And I was like, cool. And here's the deal is that in second grade, I also like I, the situation I described to you before, I had already read all of the textbooks he was teaching because I had read them at my private school before I got matriculated into public school. So I wasn't missing any learning. Uh, cause I was already sitting there fucking bored. So he's just like, yeah, so do you want to do my grad school homework? And I'm like, yeah, sure. As a child. Uh, and then like, I got to miss like the whole day and he brought candy for me. And then two weeks later candy. he came back. An old yeah, fan bringing you candy. 
I know, right? And then like fucking two weeks later, he he takes me aside. He's like, "We got an A," and I'm like, "Yay!" Hey! Um, and but you know, then I grew up, and I was just I I missed a golden opportunity the entire time I was in grad school. I was like, "Call Mr. Howe and ask him to do some of your homework." Because, like, you did his homework in elementary school. Why didn't you call this? I'm so mad I didn't do that. I, like, failed as a troll that I kept putting that off where I was like, I got to track this dude down and be, like, second grade. I did your grad school See, homework. You That's candy. a little weird. That's how it works, a- man. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It was an art project, and I wasn't, le- I wasn't missing class because I'd already taken class two years ago um, at a different school. But, like... It's pretty fucking funny that I, I was a seven-year-old doing my teacher's grad school homework for him. <laughs> hey, quick so question. Like, why, why did you transfer from uh, private school to public school? What was that, second, third we grade? Moved. Yeah, we moved. Um, we were living oh. in Salem, and they didn't want to live there anymore. I, I didn't come here until I was in, like, I was, like, seven. I didn't move to Abington until I was seven. I was born in Trenton. And we lived there until I was three, and then we lived in Ben Salem from like age three to like seven, and then moved to Abington. Okay, okay, but, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I forget. Yeah, a lot of people. So I frequently forget because I always like tell people like, "Oh, I'm from like Philly suburbs." I, I forget constantly that I wasn't actually, but you know, I was born in Trenton, and then it feels like I was in Abington my whole life, but it was just because like ages zero to six are kind of like memory dark patches, you know? Oh yeah, like God. yeah. For sure. All right. Well, um, that's uh, th- that's about where we usually go for time. Uh, so thanks for coming on, dude. Um, do you have any other uh, Overlook memories you want to throw out there? Just say something random? Yeah, I do want to say I had some great teachers when I was there. I had Mrs. Coleman mm-hmm. as a kindergarten. I had uh, Ms. Ka- Mrs. Katz for freshman, uh, for freshman, for first grade. I had Ms. Everman. The first Ms. of my life for second grade. Mm-hmm. I had Mrs. Slinger. She was one of the women that taught me how to read. And she didn't give up on me. She was awesome. But I can't, I can't make that joke here. Um, yeah. Mrs. Jackson, fourth grade. She taught me to love poetry. She was a wonderful woman. I had Ms. Everman again in fifth grade. She was a tough nut. And I had Mrs. Hanlon in sixth grade. And so I have very fond memories of Overlook. It was an interesting time period, to be honest with you. We yeah. were, I, it's funny, you were, we're both born, what, 87, 86, 88, around there? I'm 87, yeah. I'm 87, I'm November baby, 87. Too, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm really late for my grade. I was, I was an August 87 baby, so I was really old mm-hmm. for my grade, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But... The thing I, I find fascinating is that we were a true transitional generation. Like, we didn't grow up with the internet. We didn't no, grow up. No, we didn't get it until, phones, like, way but... later. I had it somewhat earlier because Dad was in IT. But, right. like, we had, but we had beginner internet at school, and, like, there was a lot, and it took a while for us to be able to do, like, all of the regular stuff with it. Right. You know? But, I mean, like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have... I didn't get the internet until I was like 14. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't get a cell phone until I was 18. So like, I feel like our experience in the 90s was, it was far rare, more similar ones. to what our parents went through than what mm-hmm. maybe a Gen Xer is dealing with with their 
Gen Z kids right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I feel like that was like the last decade where you had a very similar childhood to your parents. You know, Right. like you couldn't look up the answer for every question on your homework with the internet Mm just yet. You know, that, that, that sort of happened. I feel like that happened in the O's, especially with the rise Mm of -hmm. things It happened like, in the O's and it was the nerds first. It was the right, thing. So at right. first It didn't, it didn't it become was a nerd common. thing. It didn't, yeah, it wasn't like for a while computers and the internet and everything, that was a nerd thing. And that's why flash cartoons and message boards and everything popped up. Like Right. early internet was nerd town and then everybody Right. else got on board, you know? Right, right. But I remember, uh, I mean, even into high school, we still print our papers on Sunday and brought them in on Monday. I remember the freshmen emailing themselves and finishing their papers in the computer lab on Monday, you know? Mm So it was, hmm it, Right. so we were, we were old enough to be there for when, like, I feel like the, like, You, 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 you saw the change, you know, like we Right. were, we were old enough Yeah. Yeah, just no, to we've see watched the Gen the changeover. Z kids show up, you know, Yeah. who are Yeah. fucking up everything. Now I'm joking. Apparently they're, they're a much No. nicer generation than we are. No, they, it's true. Um, it's true, and many of them are my fans. Hello, you're listening. Hey, I Gen love Z you. kids. Um, Yeah. All right. Hi, There's Gen one Z fascinating kids. thing I do find Hi, fascinating Gen Z about kids with Gen rainbow Z hair. kids. <laughs> All right. And this yeah. is, and this is one last final observation about like our generation and the time we grew up. I feel again, we were like the last generation where being gay was the worst thing you could be, you Oh, know, yeah. like being called gay, being called gay in high school, you know, was like still like a scarlet letter, you know, but nowadays you, you can be gay in high school. That's Yeah, amazing. in certain areas, uh, It's you know, certain areas, not not yeah, all yeah. areas of the country, not all areas of the country, but yeah, here you can be. Um, but I remember, yo, when I was a kid, and then uh, after this, we should wrap up. But like, Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I remember uh, in one of the after school things, like you know, if your parents couldn't pick you up on time, you sat down in the cafeteria and uh, waited until your parents could come pick you up. Like Oh, that I was like remember after those. school programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's this whole group of uh, kids whose parents are like fucking work too hard or just you know whatever. It's I just didn't, like I didn't have that problem because <laughs> parents I got work. home. I worked full time for my dad starting the age of twelve. Damn. Okay, but anyway, God bless, though. um, You know so why? do you remember? Because Pennsylvania has very, very lax child labor laws. Thank Oh yeah, you, no, thank I started you, when Amish. I was, I got, I got working papers when I was 14, dude. I was a secretary when I was 14, but anyway, uh, that's another thing. Uh, but anyway, I, they found out, um, a couple of kids found out my aunts are lesbians because my one aunt came to pick me up and Oh. I was like, yeah, her partner. And they're like, your aunts are gay. That means you're gay. And I'd never experienced homophobia before because I grew up with lesbian aunts. So I, I, I didn't know. Um, what the hell that was. It's like in our And DNA. then people are yelling at me and they're just like, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy how much has fucking happened. And now I get to have a cool podcast with all these queer Gen Z listeners. So that's, that's fuck yeah, society. Some things do actually move in a direction, even if a bunch of psycho lawmakers don't want you to, uh, think that they're, 
psycho whatever. Hey, don't they have dual citizenship or something? Doesn't your dad have like Canadian citizenship or something? No, no. He lives, he grew up really close to the Canadian border because his dad was a customs guy. So he lived on the border of Montana and Canada for a little bit. And then he lived in the border of New York and Canada for a little bit. Yeah, Um, like by the Mohawk reservation or something. I think he said that when I was talking to him a while ago. Okay, well, we are there. All right, yeah, you have stuff to do. I could talk all day. But anyway, it was yeah. great talking to you. If you need anything <laughs> else, just text me, all right? And yeah, absolutely. If I if I need anything, I'll let you know. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Dude. Oh, anytime, man. <laughs> See ya. All right. Peace. Wait, how do I hit this?